This is another message brought to you by the Remodel Church. So three questions to constantly or consistently reflect on. That's what you need to title it in your notes there in your Bible or, or, uh, or in your phone. And the reason I want it in your Bible and not on a separate sheet of paper is that way you run into it a lot more often. If I were to give you a sheet of paper like I usually do, um, more than likely it ends up, it could end up somewhere in the truck or in the car or in file 13, um, the trash can. And, uh, and I don't want that. I want these questions to be somewhere in your Bible, somewhere when, whenever you're flipping through it or, or, or somewhere easy to find. So the very first question that I want you to ask yourself is this. Where do I stand with God? Where do I stand with God? And just as a reference, write out Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Where do I stand with God? These scriptures tell us that every single one of us should work out our salvation on our own. It lets us know that salvation and relationship with God is very, very personal. Where do I stand with God? I think that's a good question to ask ourselves often. I think so many times it's so easy to get busy and get caught up in the service and in the doing of things or, or just because I came to church this Sunday or this Wednesday and, and, and all of these things. It's so easy for us to get caught up in everything else around us that we forget to ask ourselves, where do I stand personally with God? And you know, relationships are, are one of those things that it takes constant um, work to build. If you don't work on a relationship, whether it be with the husband or wife or children or, or, or parents or, or whatever, if you don't work on your relationships, it's very, very easy to just drift apart. This last week, man, I, I, I had the great opportunity to go. We, we went to Branson, Missouri, and uh, the rest of my family went, and we met there, and it's just amazing how my family can make me laugh like nobody else can make me laugh. My mom had orange juice coming out of her nose at one point. And, and just, we had a great, great, great time. And because all of them are 700 miles away, we have to work a little bit harder to stay that close. So we have a group text. I, make, I have conversations with my dad once at least once a day I call him he calls me sometimes it's just like hey what are you doing nothing okay all right well I'll talk to you later bye but we work on our relationship we talk to each other we text each other we send each other pictures and if you're not working and if you don't ask yourself on a constant basis once a day once a week once a month if you're not asking yourselves where do I stand with God it is so easy for everything to make you drift away from God. Now, it's not because, I've shared with you guys before, if you find yourself far from God today, it's not because God has moved. God does not go anywhere. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not take steps away from us, but it is our decisions, it is our actions, it is our character, it is our hearts that move us or drift us away from God. 
So that's why it's so important, again, to ask yourself, when you find yourself in your busiest season, whatever it may be because of work, you're drowning in work or you're drowning in your family affairs, whatever it may be, ask yourself, where do I stand with God right now, here, today? When was the last time that I had a conversation with God? When was the last time that I just took time and was still with God? Not because I needed something, not because all hell all of a sudden broke loose, but just because I wanted to be with God. Just because I wanted to have a conversation with God. Ask yourself, and you have to ask yourself, and you have to be honest with yourself. Where do I stand with God? Are my decisions and are my actions bringing me me closer to God or are my decisions and actions taking me farther away from God? Have I spent more time with God or have I spent more time away from God? What am I doing to build and create and and to to, uh, restore or keep, upkeep my relationship with God? Because I promise you, just coming here Sunday mornings is not enough. It's just not. Because it doesn't matter what I say up here. It doesn't even matter what notes you write down. If you do not live them out, then it doesn't matter what you heard. It doesn't matter. So it's not enough just to be here on Sundays or on Wednesdays. But it's about what you're doing on a daily basis to build and to cultivate and upkeep your relationship with God. In the year, I believe it was 1912, the Titanic sank. Y'all watched the movie, right? Most of you guys are like me, and there was enough room on that board for Ruth, to Rose to move the heck over and let Jack up on it. Yeah? What a liar and hypocrite. I'll never let go as she lets go of him and lets him sink to the bottom of the ocean. Are you kidding me? I don't get chick flicks, man. I just don't get them. Anyways. So as a Titanic sank... There were 2,200 people on board. And only 700, I've got it here in my notes, only 706 people survived. Now listen to this. The very first lifeboat that, that pushed off from the, from, the, from the ship carried 20, 28 people. You know how many people it could carry? 64. 28 people got on this lifeboat and then pushed themselves off away from everybody else when almost 20 or when almost 40 people, 40 more people could have fit on the boat. Now, as you read and, 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 and listen to those that were there, 
What most of them did once they got on their lifeboat, they pushed themselves away from the ship, away from the sinking ship, which you have to because whenever something that large goes down, obviously it creates a vortex and it sucks anything around it. Uh, it sucks anything around it down. So they pushed themselves off away. And they just sat there in the dark, listening to other people scream out, begging for help. While most of them set out yards away, there were still others that that, uh, paddled towards the danger and started reaching out to as many people as they possibly could to bring them out of the icy cold waters. While some of them were on a lifeboat that could fill, that could could, uh, accommodate 64 people, but yet there's only 28 people on there with plenty of space, and they're just thankful that they're not the ones in the icy cold water. They're just thankful that they're not the ones that are going down and sinking with the rest of the ship, knowing that there's plenty of space for somebody else on that, on that boat. There's others that are going straight into the danger. They're going straight towards it and trying to get as many people as they possibly can. The next question that I want you to ask yourself constantly and consistently is who has God placed in your life that needs Jesus? Who has God placed in your life that needs Jesus? You see, the church was not meant to be this lifeboat that can accommodate 64 people, but 28 people are in it, and we come and we sing, and we're just thankful we're not going to hell. Now, we don't care about anybody else, and, and we might hear the cries, and we might be, be, feel sorry for them, but we're not going to do anything about it. We're, we don't care about anything else as long as we are saved. You know, we are in the Bible Belt of America. Y'all, did y'all know that? We're in the South where we literally have more churches than probably people almost. It's unreal. And the reason is because there's so many churches that as long as their little family is there, they're happy. And everybody that goes to that church has the same last name or is married to somebody that has that last name. You see, God didn't make us and God didn't save us and God didn't put us on a lifeboat so that we can accommodate 64 people but 28 of us are okay so we push ourselves off from everybody else and just sit there and watch the the boat sink, the ship sink. But God created us and God saved us. And God, I've I've said this so many times, God has blessed you so that you can bless someone else. And your story and how God has changed you, how God is changing you, can save and can reach and can give someone else hope. I promise you. What you have gone through, what God has helped you with, what the way that God has restored and changed you and your life and your family can give hope to somebody else. So let's not be the church on a boat full or on a half empty boat when there's plenty of other people that need help. Man, ask yourself, who has God placed in my life that needs Jesus? And you students, as you go back to school, man, don't, don't, don't just hang out with your, with your 
good friends or your Christian friends and, and you guys at work, don't just hang out and in your life, don't just hang out with your Christian or with your church friends and separate yourself from everyone else. That is not what God intended at all. But ask yourself, who is in your life right now? Listen, I'm not asking you to step up on a platform and grab a mic and preach to people. I'm not asking you to even go out and step up in the middle of school and start preaching or in your middle of work and start preaching. I'm just asking you to ask yourself, who is the one person in my life right now? Maybe a friend or maybe a coworker, just somebody in my life that God has placed in my life that needs Jesus. Somebody that I have influence over. Somebody that respects me. Somebody that listens to me. Who has God placed in my life right now that needs Jesus? And the third question that I want you to ask yourself is this. What am I doing to get them to Him? What am I doing to get that person to Jesus? What am I doing to get that person to Jesus? So it's just a question to reflect on, and obviously I can't answer it for you. But something that, that could help us with this question is, is very simple. Are people better whenever they're around me, or are they worse? Am I bringing the good out? Am I bringing the best out in people? Or am I bringing the worst out in people? Are people, are people um, more apt to be closer to God because of conversations that they had with me? Or farther away from God because of conversations that they had with me? It's very simple. What am I doing to get that person that God has placed in my life to Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, students that are going to school, man, ask yourself this, this question every Monday, at least every Monday. Ask it to yourself. Open it up in your Bibles. Post it up on your mirror. Ask yourselves these questions. Where do I stand with God? Who has God placed in my life that needs Jesus? And what am I doing to get them to Him? Now listen. This is a simple way. This is just some solid advice for you. Maybe you're asking yourself, well, how the heck do I get somebody to Jesus? You know, God isn't asking you, and I'm not asking you again to preach some great sermon or, or, to, or to show up at school or at work with your Bible and say, well, this is what the Bible says, and to know all of it. You know, if you can do that, then awesome. Kudos to you. But this is all that God wants from you. He just wants you to share your experience. That's all He wants. He just wants you to share your experience. So that person that God has placed in your life, again, you don't have to show them the Bible and, and preach to them and show them every scripture. and You don't have to do that. All you have to do is share your experience. Listen, this is what God did for me, and I believe He can do the same thing for you. Listen, I used to struggle in the exact same way that you are right now, and this is what God did for me. You guys with me? 
And I understand none of us are perfect. None of us have arrived, if you will. None of us, you know, more likely most of us, I'm not going to say none of us, but more likely most of us aren't where we want to be in our spiritual lives. Would you agree with that? Most of us probably aren't where we want to be. But I I just ask, ask you though, the growth that you've had in the last six months or last 12 months, I mean, if you look at yourself today and look at yourself where you were 12 months ago or six months ago, more than likely, most of us, hopefully all of us, have grown towards God. Right? Hopefully. So it's not about, you know, not being where you want to be right here, right now, but it's about the process that you're going through. And if you can look back six months ago and say, man, I'm so thankful I'm not there anymore. I'm so thankful that I'm here. I may not be where I want to go, but at least I am, I am going in the right direction. If you can at least look at your life and say that, and that's what it's all about. So don't wait until you've got it all put together, until you've got all of the answers, until your life is, you know, perfect to start sharing your experience. Just say, man, listen, this is where I used to be. This is where I am now. I'm not there yet, but at least I'm moving. At least I'm going. It's just like a road trip, man. You know, Whenever I drive to Indianapolis, I used to be able to do it. Whenever I was single and it was just me, I used to be able to do it in 10 hours. Because I stopped one time. And that stop was to release some bodily fluids and to fill up the tank of gas. And I was gone. I mean, I, I was running the whole time. I used to be able to do it in 10 hours. Then I got married, and it took just a little bit longer. And then she got pregnant, and it took way longer. Now we have two kids, and I have to separate it into two days most of the times. So whenever I start that trip, and I'm two hours down the road, and I start looking at that GPS, and I know that that GPS is lying because it tells me I'll be there in nine hours, but I actually know I won't be there in nine hours. And, I'm, and, I just, and, and if I just keep looking at how, long, how much farther away it is, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But you know what? I'm so thankful that I've already been on the road for two hours and I'm not just now starting. You guys with me? So let's not just focus on where we're not. Let's focus on how far we are. Because one day we'll get there eventually after we make about six stops and all that kind of stuff. But we'll make it. We'll get there. So just share your experience. Just tell somebody what God is already doing in your life, what He has been doing for you, how He has changed you. So we ask ourselves, where do we stand with God? Who has God placed in our life that needs Jesus? And what are we doing to get them there? In your notes, just put share your experience or share my experience. That is the most basic and best thing that you can do. This is the end of the message. For more information, please visit theremodelchurch.com.